Hey guys! Hey, welcome to Soul Table, a new little series putting together. Now we're just gonna like talk about like spiritual stuff, like mindfulness, just like a bunch of different topics. Um, whatever y'all want to talk about, this podcast is for that. It's a bunch of mindful discussions. Yeah, not fake woke, woke, woke. Yeah. So fake woke, all that. Our first topic is soulmates. So, oh yeah, we have to introduce ourselves. Oh, duh. So, <laughs> hello, y'all. I'm Tay. I'm Gabby, aka Gabalicious. And yeah, my Instagram is Tay Alexis. So yeah, today, um, I don't know. I just been getting a lot of questions about soulmates, so I just made a poll if y'all want me to discuss soulmates, and I got a lot of feedback for yes and a lot of DMs. So. Yeah, I decided that I'll try out this podcast and make one about soulmates. And Gabby, she's really knowledgeable about this stuff too. So she was like the perfect person to do it with. Hey. So I guess we should start by like, do we believe in a soulmate? Um, yes. I do. I mean, some people don't. I definitely believe in soulmates. I feel like sometimes you meet people and there's just like an automatic connection, like I know you. I've known you. Like, you just know. Yeah, it's just like, where have you been? You know? So, that's the thing about soulmates, though. People have, like, this um, idea that you only have one soulmate in your lifetime. Like, this romantic soulmate that you just see and it's love at first sight. And you guys fall in love and live <laughs> happily ever after. Like, fairy tales. Yeah, I wish that's what soulmates <laughs> were, but that's not what soulmates are at all. Like, soulmates just, like, shake up your whole world and just, like, your whole fucking life. Take you through it. So, but, yeah, that's the other thing. People think it's one soulmate. Um, it's, like, a lot of debates going on. People say various different things about soulmates, but me personally and a lot of other people, um, I believe there's six different categories of soulmates. So these categories would be like, um, let's see, a stranger can be a soulmate. You can have a soulmate in teacher form, companion form. And then there's a soulmate that's like the wrecking ball that just comes and just like turns your world upside down, but teaches you a very important lesson. And then there's like the healing soulmate that kind of um, comes and undoes all the shit the wrecking ball did. Yeah. That's how it was for me. But this healing soulmate isn't necessarily the person that you end up with, this romantic soulmate that we think is the true love. That's the twin soulmate. That's like a reflection of you. So, yes, there's a soulmate out there that can be that person you spend your life with, but that is not the only type of soulmate there is. So, first, I guess we can like talk about the... With the companion soulmates you talking about first? No, or like, I don't know. The stranger soulmate, sorry, the stranger soulmate. Okay, yeah. So the stranger soulmate is like, have you guys ever walked in like a store or like a grocery store or you just have deja vu, you just feel really at peace, like I know you from somewhere? I don't know if I've necessarily encountered that with a stranger. I definitely like felt a connection, but nothing that was long lasting, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing okay. that like carried through to a friendship or anything like well, that. Well, let me start with like okay, so like we all have a soul contract with every soul we come in to contact with. Like we've written this soul contract, like we've picked it out. Everyone comes into our life for a reason. So each mm-hmm. one of these soulmates is part of our soul family, like our tribe. 
like our village yeah like our little village our soul tribe and we're just kind of like spread out throughout the world and at different times in our life we come into contact with them like people from our soul family that's why you feel that connection with them you know what i take it back i have had a stranger soulmate i remember i was drunk leaving a party (laughs) and this is like three or four years ago and this is when I was dealing with like my toxic relationship and I was also dealing with some shit with my roommate and we were having issues and this lady came and picked me up in an uber and I canceled on her like five minutes before Mm -hmm. and then she I ended up recalling it and it was the same person so she came and got me so we got (laughs) we got into like this really deep conversation And I ended up crying at the end of it. But she was also going through, like, a spiritual thing. And her day, she was on day seven of, like, her spiritual journey. And that's the day of completion. And she felt like she had met me because she was supposed to be placed into my life to help me with this battle that I was going through, not only with my roommate, but also with the guy that I was dealing with. She definitely helped me with my roommate situation. I was stubborn on the man situation. But that always resonated with me. And I did keep her number, and I've talked to her a couple times, but it was like she found me and I found her, and we both completed what we needed to do. Yeah, see, that is a perfect example of yeah. a stranger soulmate. I've had, like, one experience, except we ended up staying in contact. I mean, we don't have, like, this one. We, well, we maybe contact each other, like, once every few months. It's a female, so I was at my friend's yeah, house. Yeah, and, like, he lived in an apartment, and he, whenever a guest was there, he, like, always went to go get them from the parking garage. Like, always, he'd be like, wait here, I'm gonna go get them. But for some reason that night, he was like, I don't feel like getting up. Like, can you go get my homeboy from the parking garage? Like, I thought it was just gonna be his homeboy. So I was like, okay, whatever, like, I'll go down and get them. And I opened the door, and he was with a female, and... Before she even said anything, it's like I felt like at home. Like I know you from somewhere. I didn't know her name, nothing, like never seen her before, but her face was so familiar. She started talking and it's just like, it sounds crazy, but she felt like home. Like I know you from somewhere. And we ended up having a really deep spiritual discussion and she really like helped me. Like we linked up a couple of times and she really helped me along my spiritual journey, like evolve me. But it's just so crazy. Like off rip, I just opened up to her. Like mm-hmm. as soon as I opened the door, I was like, I know you. I don't know where I know you from, but I know you. That's how I was with her. So that's like a stranger soulmate. Yeah, when you feel like you can just be vulnerable with somebody and not even know them. Yeah, it's like definitely a stranger soulmate. They definitely are there for a reason. Yeah. So the next one is like, I want to say like the best friend soulmate, like your friend soulmate. So we all have like a best friend that just gets us. Yeah. And I call her my soul sister. Yes, that is... I definitely, I would say that that's my girlfriend, Carissa. But I also want to, like, note that, okay, so these are, like, the six categories, but there can be multiple people within it. So you can definitely. meet more than one stranger soulmate. It's like, oh, I met my stranger soulmate. I'm never going to, no, like, you can meet, like, a hundred stranger soulmates. Like, we're all part of the soul family. Like, it's just someone from our soul family that we connect with in that moment. As far as the, the best friend one, I think I compare it because, like, me and two of my girlfriends, it's like we live the same lives. Like, we mm-hmm. go through the same shit at the same time. We're both, like, all of us are kind of thrown off, a little crazy. <laughs> like, we all be with the shits, but we all try to calm each other down. Like, I don't know. I feel like those are kind of my best friend's soulmates because I can talk to them and, like, 
they not judge me on some wild shit, even though I usually don't follow through. Right, <laughs> right. And it's like, you know, there's that best friend that just gets you. Y'all know my name is Taylor. My best friend's name is Taylor. We're both Capricorns. We're both got issues. <laughs> so we're literally like the same person. Like, we're just like cutting It's out. really scary, too, like when you realize, like every time it happens to me, I'm always astonished. Like, Damn, you're literally in my head. Like, right, get like, out of my head. Like, you just look at them and like no words need to be spoken. Yeah, you know what you're saying. Okay, yeah, I got you. So yeah, that's like the best friend soulmate. There can be like family soulmates too. Cause I feel like my little brother, I feel like he goes through the same thing as me. Like, mm-hmm. but he's younger, so it happens after. So it's like definitely family members can be soulmates too, part of your soul tribe. And you're there to help guide him, so mm-hmm. he doesn't have to go through the same shit you do. Yeah, so that's definitely a form too. Um, then there is the companion soulmate, which is kind of like a best friend, but it's not like. I was going to say, yeah, like what is a companion soulmate? Like, so that can get tricky. I don't know. I would say that a companion soulmate can be like platonic. It can be platonic or romantic. So. Let's look it up. Yeah, I want to be able to give you guys like. A good definition. Yeah, so yeah, so a companion soulmate is like a helper, a guide, a friend, a lover, someone that's just there to assist you on your growth, and that so resonates with me. So like I definitely have had that and I feel like you've kind of been that for me. Yeah, and yes, I feel like that too, because I can definitely confide in you on yeah. like spiritual stuff and like we get it. Yeah, and, same, similar in frequencies. Right. And I really have someone like that, like, near and dear to me. It's a guy, and it's actually, like, we started off talking, and we <laughs> just, like, got each other. Like, I was like, wow, he's, like, perfect. I'm going to marry him. Like, we just got each other. I really thought he was, like, my lifelong soulmate. I really, really did. And we had never even met. It's so crazy. We started messaging each other on Instagram. And we did the DM. That's crazy, right? Like, I followed Goes him. Goes down in the DM. It does. Like, I followed him, and he was living in L.A. at the time, and I was in Georgia, and he would just, like, message me. And so we started texting, and we literally was, we literally texted every day for two months, like, no awkward silences, no breaks, like, texting, talking on the phone, never met each other in person, but it wasn't weird. It's like we had known each other forever, and he ended up booking a flight here to come see me, and he ended up staying here all summer, and that summer, we spent the whole summer together. I was at a really low place in my life, like a really, 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 really low place. And he's the one who put me onto energy because he was at a low place as well, but he was able to work through it in a more healthier coping way. And I just like watched his energy intake and how he never let anybody like disturb his energy, mm. his peace. He was always at peace. Like he would always tell me like, you're giving them too much power over you. You can't let people shift your energy like this. And I was just like, Ooh, at, like a really. <laughs> so much easier said than Right. Me. And like, I admired him. Like nobody could shake him up. If anyone was disrupting his energy, just block. Like he's like, I'm not letting, like he was just always so at peace. I was like, how do you do this? Like what? I don't and know I, how to just shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> that's my, I can't. I was like, how do you do this? And I just wanted to be like that so bad. And you know, we just ended up having discussions about energy like literally just sitting in the basement just talking about energy and so obviously two attractive people just like that 
bond we did have sexual relations and that's a huge energy exchange i was about to say on the topic of that i feel like people don't understand how big of an energy that is like i tell people all the time especially as a woman and you're letting somebody inside of you like you're connected to that person forever right whenever you go back around that whoever you have sex with man woman People can feel that sexual energy. Mm-hmm. That's why and I mean, it never can, goes away. Like, you can have been moved on from them like for years, but when you come back into contact with them, you're always gonna feel away. Even if mm-hmm. you're not, even if you don't really have feelings like that, when you see them move on, you're still always gonna feel away because you guys are connected. Like if you once you guys have sex, you guys are connected on a whole different level. Yeah, That's like a different topic. But yeah, we ended up like having like sex and you know i just thought we were falling in love like he's the one this is this is how i spent my life with and then all of a sudden one day like he went back to la and i was back in georgia and i was like we're gonna make this work it's gonna be a long distance relationship and we just like stopped but it wasn't weird it wasn't like a heartbreak like he, yeah he did what he was supposed to do he taught me about energy he taught me how to control my energy that was the lesson learned and once i mastered that it's like we just separated but we still stay in contact like you know he deals with other females now and honestly like he would invite me to his wedding and i would be front row happy genuinely happy to see him getting married like there's no romantic strings attached anymore once the lesson was learned it's like that just dissolved but we still stay in contact i have so much love for him still like I love him to death. I always check up on him, just message him randomly, like, are you feeling okay today? I love you. We just randomly do that. I feel like that's my high school sweetheart in that regard. Like your companion? Maybe. He taught you a lesson? No, he didn't teach me a lesson. I think he was definitely my companion because that's like my ex that I'm closest to. Like, all my other exes were cool and stuff, but me and him are really friends. Like, he talks to me about his relationship issues, and mm-hmm. I give him genuine advice. He gives that's me genuine advice. That's how each other Yeah. Like, that's definitely a form of a soulmate, and that's like a platonic. It can be romantic, too. I don't think he invited me to his wedding, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm invited to that. Oh yeah, not. that's like a form of, like, a companion soulmate. Hmm. Okay, so what's the next one? So what have we done? We've done the stranger, the best friend, family member, the companion. Okay, then there is the wrecking ball. Mm. So, wait, pull up up so we can do like a... Look it up. So the wrecking ball is one way we'll give y'all like kind of a clear definition. But this person definitely comes into your life and... Shakes shit. The hell up. Come into your life bringing challenges and forcing you forward on your life's path. A wrecking ball soulmate gives you strength and may help you find your purpose. Okay, so this is also, like, I associate the wrecking ball soulmate with the karmic soulmate. So that's, like, one and the same. Like, that's the karmic debt. Like, this is your karmic debt, and this person is here kind of a reflection of your karma. So... They're definitely going to shake it up and mirror back at you some ugly things, some ugly truths. Wow. Bring up some traumas. Some healing is definitely going to be done with this person. They're going to break you down to your lowest point so that you can heal and build yourself back up. They're going to break you down. I... What you just said really resonated with me about like being a reflection. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's what... Um, 
Jay. I'm not speaking people's names anymore because I'm not putting people back in my life. Right. So that's Yo, she, she when she speaks people's names, they pop up. Literally all the time. So I don't do that shit. But <laughs> so Jay, for me, I I feel like he was a direct reflection of like my anger issues because I used to be a fucking volcano. Like I would get so mad, Taylor, I would sweat. Like, that's how mad I would make myself. My mom would be like, you're going to stroke the fuck out. Right. My heart rate would increase. Like, I'd be breathing crazy. I used to be a, a maniac. Yes, like a real <laughs> dragon. And I wouldn't see red. Like, I would see black. It would literally be like, I wasn't me anymore. I would just black out and do crazy shit. Yeah, I used to do that too. My exes, like, I, y'all, I tried to fight them. Ooh, I'm not proud of that yes. fight. Break TVs, break Oh, my God, I broke like, a TV. Just toxic, toxic, toxic. But that's the reflection like, yeah. of your anger that needs to be healed. So, like, when people are in abusive relationships and they're like, I can't leave. Like, this is my soulmate. Like, yeah, it's abusive mentally, physically, but y'all just don't understand this is my soulmate. Like, I don't doubt that whatsoever. That's your karmic soulmate. Like, mm-hmm. that's the wrecking ball soulmate. That very well may be your soulmate, but that is not the person you're supposed to grow. Or I don't want to say grow because you're growing through it and learning, but that's you're not, not supposed, supposed to ultimately be, be, with them. be with them. Right. So yeah, you can be in a toxic relationship with your soulmate, but you need to understand what type of soulmate that is. That's not your forever soulmate. That's the soulmate that's reflecting the ugly truths back at you that you mm-hmm. need to see in yourself and heal so that you can elevate to the soulmate you're supposed to be in harmony with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's like, Definitely the toxic karmic soulmate. I've definitely been with that person. Definitely mentally. And you stay with them way too long. Way, way, way too long. Because you're trying to convince yourself, like, this is my soulmate. Why is it not working? Mm -hmm. You stay way too long. And you blame yourself. And that's the other thing, too. Like, it's crazy because you'll blame yourself for the things that you see in them. But you're unwilling to see that shit in you. Mm-hmm. Which is really like the crazy mind blowing. And part that's where about accountability it. comes in. Yeah, you hold yourself accountable. Yeah, they definitely shake your whole world up and break you down and have you feeling like f love, f this. Like, no. I felt like I lost myself with my wrecking ball soulmate. I literally felt like I lost who I was as a person, and that's one of the scariest feelings like I've ever been through. But that's also when you lose yourself as a person. Like, that's like the death of. It's like that old person. Literally. Like, that's the death of that old person. Like, you've completely lost yourself in them, which, like, is seen as a bad thing, but it's really a blessing because now you get to build yourself up to the person you're supposed to be with the lessons you've learned. So that's the role that the wrecking ball karmic soulmate plays breaking you down so that you can rebuild. And once they've broken you down and you've done the inner work, that's when you're healing soulmate. That's number four. Literally, that's how my shit went. I had my wrecking ball and then I had my healing soulmate. And I thought that that man was my person. Like, I'm going to be with this nigga. Like, I know this is who I love. This is going to be my husband. It's not my husband, guys. It's not my husband. <laughs> it's not your husband. Yeah, so I'm definitely, I wouldn't say that he necessarily healed me, but I have had this soulmate. I've had the wrecking ball soulmate. I've had the healing soulmate. I wouldn't say that the, he healed me himself. He didn't know what he was doing. He was not spiritually aware. He was not <laughs> awakened whatsoever. But he did, for some reason, something in him made me want to move different with him. Something that I saw in him made me want to be calm, 
made me want to be kind, made me want to learn how to communicate, made me want to be my most authentic, best self with him. Why? I don't know. Did he deserve that part of me? No. But that's, you know, he was placed in my life to be my healing soulmate. Like, that's the role he was playing. He just brought out a different side of me. I can't even explain it because he wasn't really even worthy of that side of me. But something, some type of energy he was giving off, some type of connection that we had just made me, he just played a healing soulmate in my life. I was very calm with him. I moved different. And he's actually the one who, like, triggered me to get more into spiritual stuff. He doesn't even know he did that. So you feel like you're a healing soulmate you didn't really have a real connection with? I mean, I feel like... I, I mean, not like, a connection, but like... Oh. I feel like it was one end. Like, I don't know. Okay, so with him, I was seeing all the soulmate signs, like the finishing sentences. Listen, mm-hmm. how you say that word? Synopsis. I don't know what you're trying to say. I was about to say synopsis. That's not No, synopsis. That's Synchronization? Yes. The synchronization. Yeah. We were there was that like it was like telepathic connection, like but I was becoming more awakened and he wasn't. So I was aware of this and he wasn't. But you know, I was on Google like, oh my god, okay, we're telepathic. I'm seeing angel numbers every time I talk about him. He's reading my mind, like I don't know, it's just like all the symptoms of that forever soulmate were coming up. But with mine I feel like I do feel like he he definitely knew so he was somewhat awakened on his spiritual shit like we had a lot of in-depth conversations and on one of our last one of our last of our last last exchange told me he was like that's how I know that you're not really aligned because you saying this to me really like depicts that it shows that because if you were like no matter what was going on with us you wouldn't say something like that and I say nothing bad I just told him God had what the fuck he deserved whatever so (laughs) I I thought that okay but I did I just pulled this up because I did end up sending him um an email because you know I just I've gone through a lot of growing because with him I came out of my wrecking ball shit, and with that, even though my anger was reflected, it was hard for me to see, I've told you, my toxic traits being with him. Mm-hmm. And being with C, it was easy for me to see my toxic traits with him because he did nothing to me. Exactly. That's what it was, yes. He was so calm. He never really did anything. He didn't do anything. Yeah. Like That's why I want to say he wasn't deserving of anything, like the person I gave him. But he also wasn't a toxic person. He really just was, can't describe uh, it. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? As far as like adding anything, well. Like he like, never lashed out back at me. Yeah. So he definitely made me be like, oh, wait, hold on. It's me tripping. This is me. These are yeah. the traits that I need to hold myself accountable for, like. I, before I was thinking exactly. that this was other people, but no, nah, I nah, have these. You. <laughs> I have these toxic traits, like so. He was subconsciously healing me, yeah, allowing me to like hold myself accountable, grow as a person, triggering my awakening, my spiritual journey. Um, yeah. So I sent mine a letter. This is probably like a year after we stopped dealing with each other, and I the last thing I ended it with, I said, "You are a man who came in and out of my life." and help transform me into a better woman. I wish I could repay you for that, but just know you have my eternal gratitude because that is truly how I feel. I felt like at first I was so sad because it's like I knew that I was supposed to be with this person, but 
as time went on and it heals everything, just takes time. I realized that he came into my life for my last final growing chapter. He helped me find myself again. And that was his purpose in my life. Nothing more. And it's hard for that. What you posted today about how life goes on and how you have to learn to let people go when their time has ended in your life. Like that's such a profound statement and it goes over so many people's heads because you don't really understand that even when you're in it until you're out of it. Mm-hmm. That like I can't you can't force or hold on to anything that is not meant to stay in your life. Right. And I feel like that's how I felt because our connection was just different because he was mm-hmm. healing me. Like I was feeling like a whole new person like wow you're like I felt like he was like speaking life into me, like giving life back into breathing me. life into Yes like he was like healing me so I didn't want to lose him. When I felt like we were separating, I literally, like, prayed, like, God, please. Yes, I prayed to God. Let me lose him. Like, please let this work out. I was looking for any sign to hold on Anything. tight. Like, any. If I see three cats, that's right? what you told yes, me. if I see three doves, he's supposed to be in my life. Like, I was looking for any Y'all, sign. Y'all, Taylor had me doing some crazy shit, <laughs> like, okay? If I see four, four, four right now, he's supposed to be in my he's life. He's supposed to be here forever. Like, I was trying to like, like, please, I was holding on so tight. Like, please don't let him go. I've never felt like this. But it wasn't him that was making me feel like that. That was my, my, It's you. Yeah. It's you. I felt healed. Like, I was, he had taught me my lesson. I needed to let go. Like, it's when you don't let go, that's when things start getting taught. It is. The lesson was learned. I was healed. I did not want to let him go. And let me tell you another thing. So I was like Googling, like, is he my soulmate? Is he my twin flame? Like, looking for answers. One thing I'll tell you, when you know, you know. When you find yourself looking online, typing in, is he my soulmate or soulmate characteristics or matches, (laughs) let me tell you, when you find yourself typing stuff in the computer, it's not your forever soulmate. No, when you find yourself looking for answers, for connections, for confirmations that it's your soulmate, that's not your forever soulmate it's definitely some type of soulmate but that's not the person you're meant because when you're with who you're supposed to be with when you know you know you know intuitively you're not going to be searching outside of your knowing you're going to know intuitively that's very important that's the thing you gotta listen to your intuition like it's so hard for me to not understand what people don't because i'm so in tune with my right so for yeah. sure, just like when a nigga tell me he ain't fuck somebody, I know, cause I know your energy. You right. fucked her. It's different. I can feel it. Yeah. It's different. When, when, yeah, I knew my ex was cheating before he even mm-hmm. cheated. And they, they, I, and they always gonna tell cheated. you crazy. Not they just say that again. Just he was around her, and I could feel it. I'd never seen her. I knew my ex cheated before he That's cheated. That's what I say. I didn't know this bitch from a can of paint, but I knew she fucked my nigga. <laughs> I didn't think it was recently, but I knew she had fucked him at one point in time. And lo and behold, I was right. So you do have to follow your intuition. Mm-hmm. And stick to it, no matter how crazy they say you are. Yeah. Well, sometimes you shouldn't say you got to be able to discern your intuition for, like, yeah. fears and traumas. But that's a different discussion. Whole different. So, yeah. So, there. What, what do we say? The stranger soulmate. The, like, best friend family soulmate. The companion. platonic companion soulmate. Remember, it can be more than one in each category. And then there is... Hopefully, you don't have more than one wrecking ball. Because, baby. You got some lessons to learn. But, honestly, <laughs> like, if you're with a wrecking ball soulmate who's trying to reflect your toxic traits back at you like your karmic debt and 
you break up with them. That's why I know a lot of people do have more than one wrecking ball in their life. That is important to note too, because say you're with a wrecking ball soulmate and these lessons are being reflected back at you that you're supposed to learn and do the inner work and grow from and you don't do that and you move out of that relationship and onto the next one without learning those lessons or healing yourself or evolving. It's just going to happen again with a different person. Different person, same lesson. It's going to happen again and again and again and again until you find the inner work. So people are stuck in these cycles like, I can't find the right person, but you know, I have a connection with all of them, but it's just still toxic, but we have this connection, but it's just this and this and reoccurring problems because you're not learning the lesson. You're not doing the inner work. So you're going to keep having wrecking ball relationships. And they can be connecting or strong connections. They can be soulful, but you still, can just be fucking. But still toxic because you're not learning the lessons. So if you want to stop having these wrecking ball connections, get honest with yourself. Do the inner work. Damn. See what is being reflected back at you. Why do you keep attracting these people? It's not them. It's you. I feel like God sent me a nuclear bomb so I could just have one. Right. Because he was horrible. I had, I had a couple. It was pretty bad. But I was just, I was fed up. And I was like, you know what? I keep having the same issues. It cannot be them. It's something going on with me. Mm-hmm. And, and also, too, especially black women, y'all, like, get therapy, okay? There's nothing wrong with talking yeah, to somebody. Yeah, there's a stigma against therapy. I love therapy. I do, therapy too. I just need a bitch to listen to me and agree with me sometimes. But also call me on my bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's what my therapist used to say those exact words. She would say, I call bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I'd be so mad. Like, how did you know that? Right? And I'd be bullshitting. <laughs> That's why people can't bullshit me. Yeah, and then so yeah, once your wrecking ball soulmate has broken you down, you can look at yourself in the mirror like, wow, I am accountable for this mm-hmm. as well. That's when you're healing soulmate. And you really cry. Like, you will have a good, mm-hmm. ugly, bawling cry. And it's really like a, it's like a relief cry, but also a thankful cry. Like, it's so crazy because when I was going through that, I remember praying to God, like, please just give me the strength to walk away from this. And I couldn't. And I I would be like, give me a sign. And he'd give me a sign. And then i ignore it. And I, it's not, I wasn't ever mad at God. I was mad at myself. And I'd be like, okay, God, just give me one more sign. Just give me one more sign. And I feel like he was just over my shit. Like, and I just got the ultimate 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 sign i just couldn't do it anymore my family literally intervened it was like look you either gonna keep talking to this man or you're gonna be part of the family because if not like we're not dealing with this crazy shit mm-hmm. yeah i hope y'all have that shit when you're younger versus older yes yeah, easier to come back when yeah you're younger. way easier it's way less hard to be broken that's the thing like i was lost but i was never broken I don't feel like, and that's not true. I think I was somewhat broken, but it didn't break my spirit. spirit yeah. I broke your ego. Yeah. That was shit. My ego didn't be broken. Yeah. So, yeah. Then after you can allow, like, that karmic, like, realize, like, wow, okay, this is what's being reflected back at me. So, now as a person, how can I move forward and heal and learn from this and be a better person? That's when your healing so much going to come to you. Yeah. And help you. Build yourself back up. And once you're built up adequately, it's kind of like, okay, it's just like a soul. Understand, I told you I have soul contracts. Like, okay, this contract is up. I've helped you build, I've helped you build yourself back up. So, and what's crazy is after like I stopped dealing with my um, healing soulmate, I didn't want 
any type of sexual contact. Like, I didn't want to talk to a man. Mm -hmm. I didn't want them to touch me. Like, I was so comfortable with being in tune with myself. Even Mm -hmm. still now, like, Mm -hmm. I'm so much more comfortable being alone, going to shit alone. Like, Mm -hmm. before, as far as going out, I would always want to be with somebody because of my social anxiety. But now I just be like, fuck it. Like You're healing so many. Like, definitely makes you get in tune with yourself, your spirit, your soul, all of that. Everything. After my healing so many, I was the same way. I was celibate for, like, seven months. Yeah, girl, literally. I made six and a half. I wanted nothing to do with sex. I didn't want to share my body. No. And I was horny. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't want to Yeah, yeah, because it makes you realize like you're healed like you know yeah. how valuable you are i don't want to just share my body with anyone like i have a completely is a temple right i have a completely <laughs> different perspective ever since i healing so many like still on sex like no i'm not laying with anybody yeah. that energy exchange like i know what i deserve like no and mm-hmm. sex is not just sex ever. Ever, ever 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 <laughs> should do a podcast on that yeah so yeah that healing soulmate definitely makes you like learn about yourself I would, yeah i don't want any contact with anyone i was celibate for seven months and so that is the step after the healing soulmate mm-hmm. when you want your forever soulmate that's a reflection of yourself your twin your peace like you that's the person that is that healed you if you a reflection of your highest self so if you can't love yourself you'll never be able to be in harmony with your twin soulmate your i won't say forever because yeah nothing is forever yeah but your twin soulmate that you can exist romantically in harmony just well i don't even say it yeah it doesn't have to be i don't think i don't think any soulmate has to be romantic yeah no but I don't. This is the soulmate. The soulmate I'm talking about is the soulmate, the stereotype soulmate. Yeah. That people, oh, we're gonna fall in love and run away. But until you that type of that type of love, type of love, type of love, you have to yourself after the healing soulmate. Usually, you gotta be alone. You have you to be have comfortable to be with yourself. I just see people jump from relationship to relationship. To relationship. That used to be me. And I'm just like, have y'all ever even like, how can you get to know someone else if you don't even know yourself? How can you connect exactly. with someone else if you can't even connect with yourself? You can't like, because you're constantly growing with someone else. Right. You have to you have to be your own person. person. Then y'all can water each other. Y'all can't be trying to grow each other up at the same time. Y'all have to grow separately. Like mm-hmm. y'all you gotta heal first. And then that person I don't know. So I say I haven't found my time. But I feel like you find them when you aren't looking. So, like, I don't know. Y'all know I'm, like, in a relationship now. And it's, like, I don't know, (laughs) y'all. She's fucking cheesy. Ugh. Stop. (laughs) I don't know. It's just definitely a different energy exchange. You know, I can't say anything for sure because, you know, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But I can tell you guys it's definitely a different energy I've never experienced before. And I did the inner work. I spent my time alone for seven months I was celibate I was by myself I isolated I manifested I prayed I aligned and this person literally came to me like I thought I was not gonna meet anyone for years I was like you know if I don't meet anyone for years it's whatever I'm cool by myself at this point I'm happy with myself I'm just gonna build my own life up y'all I even got off birth control I was like you know I'm not having sex for years I've never been Really? I was like, I'm I was on birth control for two days. I was like, I'm not having sex for years. I got off my birth control. It's just in my head that you know what? I'm about to be single, build my life up, be you know. And he literally came to me out of 
nowhere. I did not see it coming. It just hit me inside the head. But it's definitely an energy exchange that I've never experienced. And it's really dope because it's like my companion soulmate, except there's also that romantic aspect. So it's like best friend and lover. It's, it's fun, y'all. It's fun. I feel like I definitely deserve that. I've definitely done the inner work, the karmic, the healing. But you have to go through all of that. You know what I'm saying? It's not just going to come to you. Like, it takes getting knocked down. It takes being in the dark, being by yourself, doing the inner work, aligning. This Taylor's mood right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just have to let you guys know. If you don't know this song, yeah, you're too young. <laughs> this came out in 2004. <laughs> well, yeah, that's her mood right now. Yeah, lovers and friends. That is the twin soulmate. Okay, your best friend, Andrew. But I don't know, you know, I can't stamp anything because this is an ongoing journey. And that's the thing, too. You can't close yourself off. You can't be like, oh, okay, you know what? This is my twin soulmate. I'm done. Like, you just never know. Well, like, I mean. I mean, you I mean, you might, like, it's definitely a different. You should definitely be faithful. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> and it's definitely a different type of knowing. Like, this connection yeah. is different. Like, this connection, you just know when something's different. You just know. It's a different type of knowing. But. You know what? God and the universe love to shake stuff up. When you think you know, that's when they throw you a curveball. So Boy, that's just the humor. It's so wild. Sometimes it's like funny afterwards, but going through it, it's just like, wow, that's some shit. But one thing I will say about like this person I'm with, I've never like looked for an outside source like Google, like, oh, is this my soulmate? Is this? Like, I've never looked for an outside source. Like I said, when you just intuitively know stuff, like, when you just intuitively know a connection is there, you just know. Yeah. You just. But, yeah, oh my God, it's been like 37 minutes. I know. I feel like this was a very enlightening conversation. So, yeah, we're just gonna, so, like, one more time, the stranger soulmates, companion, best friend soulmate. What's like best friend family? Oh, sorry. So, start over. Stranger. <laughs> Companion. No, no, no. No, uh, it has to go in order? Oh, no. Okay, okay. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> Stranger. Best friend, shit. Best friend slash family. Best friend slash family. Then there's like the companion, and that can be like female, male, opposite sex, same sex, platonic, romantic. It's just like a life companion that gets you vibrating on the same frequency. You guys don't necessarily, it's not like a best friend connection, you guys. You know what I'm saying? You may not talk all the time, talk about everything, but they're there for you when shit goes down or when you need to have a deep conversation with someone that just vibrates on your same level. Okay, hold on, pause. Let's also just, I want to remark on this because I had a friend who, I wouldn't necessarily say she was my companion soulmate, but we popped in and out of each other's lives. And we used to pride ourselves on that. Like, it didn't matter how long we didn't talk. It was like, we would catch up whenever, you know, it was just like, we were on the same page. Like, yeah, nothing, that's a companion. no time. That a companion. But 
then there came a point where she got mad because she was like, you know, like you, I feel like you just want to be my friend when it's convenient, which is crazy because like you ain't have a car, you live with your mama, I got my own house, I got my own car. So I'm really confused as to what I was using her for, but that is how she felt. And I just feel like if you do have somebody who's in your life like that, that's the type of relationship you should cherish because those are the type of people who are unwavering in your corner. Yes, like, yeah, Affect yeah, you anything. can call 50 years from now. Like I told y'all, like my companion soulmate, like, yes, we started out like physically having, you know, sexual relations and then we moved platonic, but I promise you 50 years from now, I'm still going to text him like, hey, how yeah. you feeling? I know we haven't talked in like four months. Just checking in, making sure you feel good. I appreciate you. I love you. Like I just be sending him messages like that, like every three months. Checking in. Hope your energy is good. I love you. I appreciate you. Thankful for everything you've taught me. Yeah. And she's understood, you know? So just cherish those. Okay, so the companion. Then there's the wrecking ball. That just comes in and shakes stuff up. Like, you feel like they're the one, but y'all just can't get it right. That's the thing, too. When you try and try and try. Now, every relationship is going to take work, but you shouldn't be losing yourself to make anything work ever. No matter what it is in your life. When you're losing yourself, that's you need to take a step back. Like, yeah. what is trying to be shown to me? What lesson is being presented here? And you need to try to find that lesson and learn that lesson. Otherwise, you know what? You're going to move on from that person to the next toxic person. And so mm-hmm. you can figure it out. And you're going to be frustrated. Like, why can't I have this peace and harmony relationship? Because you're not doing the inner work. Cannot align until you do the inner work. Therapy. Until you realize the lesson. Whatever you need to do. Whatever. Therapy. Meditation, whatever, working out, Isolation, all that good shit, anything. <laughs> Learn the lesson, identify the traumas, and then let it go, so that your healing soulmate can put into yes, for real. Um, yeah, that healing soulmate, definitely, 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 definitely gonna feel like they're the one. You're going to hold on tight to them. When you feel yourself drifting, you're going to hold on tight. But the crazy thing about the healing soulmate is that when it finally does end, it doesn't hurt half as much as you think it would. And this is the first person that's going to really teach you about unconditional love because Mm. when the healing soulmate is gone, you're still going to find gratitude towards them. And you're still going to love them. You're going to always have gratitude (laughs) towards them. Like No matter how it ended, you're going to have gratitude towards them because they've They've, they brought you back, yeah, essentially, they, really. Yeah. And I feel like you should definitely let them know that because I, was, I don't know if I was listening to a podcast or something, but it was just like, you know, you rarely hear women talk about men who can their lives and their lives and their lives and make lives and make them to even reach out to him because I didn't want him to know that even though shit didn't necessarily work out, either one of us thought that it would, you made me a better person. And in turn, he also thanked me because I helped him. And he said that, you know, I helped him realize things about him and he's growing into a better person. So yes, this is definitely a connection full of gratitude. Yeah, you should definitely acknowledge that. That's one thing I've been trying to get better at is acknowledging the roles that people play in my life and thanking them for it, even when they don't realize that they're playing that role. Exactly, because half the time they don't, especially your healing soulmates crazy, mm-hmm. they don't realize they're playing this role. It's kind of like, I don't know. They just, they they're just, going through their emotions. Right. You guys are helping each other. And after this healing soulmate, you're just going to feel a sense of wholeness within yourself. Yeah. And that is so pivotal. I always tell (laughs) people, like, 
your like that person that you're searching for, that harmony, that flow, that balance cannot come into your life until you are okay with being alone. Because yeah. it does not happen until you stop looking. You have to be okay with being alone. People are so afraid to be alone, but it's honestly one of the best feelings. Yeah, it's because people are scared. Like They're scared of their thoughts. They're scared of loneliness because they're scared of their toxic. I can never say that word. Toxic. Toxicity. Yes, they can't hold themselves accountable. They can't be with their thoughts. Like, you got to really isolate. Like Go through those dark times. It's going to be dark. It's going to be hard. You should journal, too. Write it out. Get yeah, therapy. Talk to a friend. Meditate. Do the soul work. You know what I'm saying? Get honest with yourself. Yeah, even, like, even if you don't want to do therapy, when you can just write down your thoughts and how you feel and like read it back, that's, that is a way to release things as well. We're just like, and then like go back in your past relationships and the things that went and wrong. Look, and yeah. Be able to stop pointing fingers, stop playing the victim mentality. Like, take a step back, like, okay, but what role did I play in this? Because you played a role in it. Yeah, it takes two to tango. Identify your toxic traits so that you can reverse them. And then you'll be ready for your twin flame. And that's probably a new term to some people. We haven't used twin flame this whole podcast. Oh, yeah, we haven't. That, that is another discussion soon. Because that's... Twin soulmate. Twin whatever. Soulmate. Twin, twin flame is... I don't know about all the twin flame stuff. I thought it was just, like, intertwining. Yeah. I, I believe in soulmates. I, I can definitely believe in the term twin soulmate. I like that better. Yeah. Twin flame, cause that's too much. Thing. It's too much going on with that. It's a lot of parts. Right, a lot. The runner, the chaser. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that is basically the six soulmates. So no, you're not just gonna wake up and just find it forever. Like you'll have to go through life's a journey. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, my mom would probably say it's like that book, Old Man in the Sea. You remember we had to read that? I've heard of it, but I never. Read Bitch, we read it. Oh, uh, y'all know how I use spark notes. <laughs> I hate to say that. I never read a book in high school. Spark note me, please. I read all the books because I love to read. I'm a nerd. I, know, I should have read it in high school. I did spark notes. You yeah, should have read it in I high school. I just studied, took the test, and got on with my life. Well, it was just about perseverance. So if you haven't read it, I suggest you do. It's only like 120 pages. Mm. I love to read now, so. But yeah, so okay. That was like insightful somewhat. If y'all need more clarification, like I mean like soulmates can go on forever. Like like signs of a soulmate, like breaking up with a soulmate, separating from a soulmate, getting back together like it's just so many parts of a soulmate. Like we can do podcasts forever. So like forever. If y'all wanna know more, need clarification, we will be happy to do that for you. But thank you for coming to our soul talk. Yeah, our soul table. Our soul table. <laughs> <laughs> the soul talk at the soul, soul table. table. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.